Hi, Lizzie. How are you? Good, Nat. How are you? I'm good, although I'm a bit late to our um, meeting. I just had one of those, you know, when you sign in, it does the capture thing and it gives you the things, the letters and numbers you've got to put in, so oh, yeah, maybe yeah. not a computer. I can't read them. No, I also get the answer wrong. How many fire hydrants? Every time. How many squares have a traffic light? And I'm never no. right. Never right. Is so it a bridge? I'm, is it a bridge? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So I couldn't get in. So I'm sorry I'm here. Um, so how has your week been? Uh, yeah, great week. Um, so as you know, Nat, as the co-author, we had our article published in the International Journal of Advanced Corporate Learning, which was really exciting, peer-reviewed article. Uh, and I've really, you know, we've been sharing a little bit on LinkedIn and, and with our customers, but um, it's really our ethos about learning and your experiences in particular um, over 20 years of teaching and learning in this space. And uh, maybe we should just talk a little bit about the feedback we've had from that and, and, and what we say in that article, because I think it's kind of key to what we do. Yeah, so it's been interesting. It's resonated with a lot of people. And our aim was to really, you and I do a lot of research. We work in this space a lot, but it was to bring the research to reality. So it was sort of to bridge the gap and also a lot of the observations. So I feel, I mean, it's quite controversial to say, but I think a lot of a lot of training is developed too much based on theory, forgetting to, I always say, I said my mantra over and over and over is the learner is the customer. So make sure it's working with the learners, make sure they're enjoying it. Um, it's a, a changing behaviour, it's effective. But one of the things that I got, one of my um, colleagues said to me, I read it, and it made me realise it is a skill set to move into building online or delivering in a um, digital way. So she said, I've always resisted wanting to be in front of the camera, wanting to do video, even though I really enjoy face-to-face -face presentations. She loves giving them. And she said it gave her confidence to know that it's a skill and it's something you can spend time on and get better at. So um, I thought that was an interesting takeout. Yeah, and it really is a skill. And I think one of the things that people do with, as soon as the video camera is on, is they sort of become someone else and they become a bit robotic, um, feel like they need a script. And if you were speaking to a room of people, you wouldn't do that. You tend to speak quite naturally. Um, you will respond to the feedback that you get in the session. And there's no reason that you can't do that just because it's video. And I think that's a really big shift in thinking. Um, what we do, of course, it's, it's, it's really agile. You can think about something you want to produce tomorrow, film it today and have it live. So it's really just flipping that old idea of if it's online, I have to spend a fortune to get it filmed. I have to put all this time into design and writing a script. And that's that's no longer the case. It's about accessibility. No, it's and it's not to suggest design isn't important. It, it just naturally happens when if you were building a face-to-face -face module for tomorrow, there'd be a lot of work designed on even a presentation. If you're going to do a presentation to a room full of people, you really work hard on that design. You know what your introduction is, what your key points are. So that design is inherent and a key part of presenting. But why, because it becomes online, does it now take six weeks, not six hours? And that, that's sort of what I'm really trying to um, get across to people. 
Um, which is another thing I wanted to talk about. One of the things I'm learning more and more every day, Liz, and I think we're both learning this, is we've been in this space a long time, so it's not a huge leap for us to be doing this every day. There's a lot of people really struggling. So one of the things I've been enjoying is just having conversations, not selling anything, not trying to um, do anything other than just to bounce ideas off people because or they bounce them off me. And I've, I've really actually found that collaborative consulting approach, just talking to people who are genuinely lost. Yeah, and I think with those conversations too, you really get to get a sense of what people are looking for. They don't always know when they start <laughs> the journey of this kind of creating online content. They don't really know. They've got kind of a set of problems. But it's through that talking and conversation that you can sort of really unlock the possibilities for people. Yeah, so I'll give you an example. Um, I've been working with a group of physios who in stage four lockdown, which appears is going to go to 2025. So we're all having to come up with some way of working through this. <laughs> never um, you out. <laughs> they said that they do rehab and um, they said, you know, you get your rehab exercises if you hurt your back or you go to a physio and you hurt your knee. And they, and they were really struggling. They, they write it down on a piece of paper and draw little stick figures and point an arrow to the knee and then a lifting arrow. And I said to them, what about building a whole suite of, say, 50 exercises? Film it with your phone in landscape. Film it with one physio telling another physio. And so they did that. And then what we've now got is exercises one to 50. So when someone comes in and says, I've hurt my knee, and you can assess them on telehealth, when I say come in, probably into telehealth, you can then say, I want you to do exercises 1, 9, 16, 27 and 28 for the next week. And you literally tick a box in Vidversity. You go tick one of those, create a course, which then becomes a generic link. You can also have the handout and the images there as well. It goes straight off to the um, client and they can do that for the week. You can see if they've done it if you want to, if that's important to you. And then next week you go, okay, you're doing really well with your step-ups. We're going to do the advanced step-up. So you, that's exercise 15 and you can add to it. And they were really surprised. That hadn't crossed their mind that that sort of pick and play was so... It just means that you don't reinvent the wheel every day that someone comes in. So... That sort of idea, they came last Monday, they sat down with me and said, we don't even know where to start. By Friday, I had all the videos. By Monday, we had a pick and play environment. So that's the sort of exciting stuff that I like to that's see. It's so fantastic. Having just been to the physio myself, I know that there are some platforms where there are generic exercises, but my physio said to me, oh, do these two, but they're a bit different for you. So... In, ends up not being that helpful. Whereas you well, could actually, when, when you are allowed to do face-to-face -face again, you could actually be videoing the actual person and then providing that content to them. Well, that's how I've been, I learned drums. I can't do drums anymore. But I was taking, I said, kept saying to my um, teacher, I can't remember when I'm not there, when I go home. I do it here. So I started filming her teaching me. Not a YouTube video that's teaching someone. This is her teaching me with my little idiosyncrasies and things that I'm getting stuck on. And then I come back at home and I watch me or her. So sometimes she films me and then sometimes I film her. And it's just so much more. The learning experience is so much richer because I don't have to sort of try and adjust it. It is me. 
Yeah, and I mean, how's this? I did advocacy. <laughs> I reckon it was, it must be 20 years ago. We were filmed and it was the best exercise I've ever had in terms of having a look at what you do, all the ticks. I know when I'm on this, I move a lot. I move my hands a lot. But it was really instructive. That was really innovative now I think about it. They did it way back when they would have, I mean, they had to have an actual proper full-on camera set up. Now you just need a phone. I was in that class, Liz. I was there. We did advocacy training and it was mortifying to have to sit with a judge and watch yourself on your feet. I have never learnt more in my life. That was, I felt so much better going to court after that. And there were so many things I hadn't thought about in my how I presented my and, and to this day, can you remember watching, I can remember what I was doing on that video. I remember a lot of ums. <laughs> there you are. That's a that's the power of video. That's it's, power it's of home. pretty persuasive. It is persuasive. So that pick and play is something that I think is a really interesting way to be thinking. They don't have to build all those videos a hundred times they've built them once and now they're ready to sort of create some kind of make it's a matrix that you literally can go with this injury this person needs this or you can do it assessing on um, based on what you see but done in a week with a mobile amazing, phone. amazing. in lockdown now that i just will say when we come out of lockdown we don't have to do it that way we can spend the money and the time on the getting a videographer and making it a much higher level. But I want the questions asked, what difference does it make to the learning outcomes? Because it, necessary? it might not be necessary. I might, the jury's out for me, but I suspect spending $20,000 on an induction video might not be necessary when you could do a welcome video filming for, with your phone. I, I don't know, but I'm, I don't want us to just to go back to normal because we can. I want us to know, because what is, why are we doing learning? We're doing it to change people's behaviour, to educate them, to inform them. If it's doing that and satisfying the customer, the, the learners enjoying it, think long and hard about where you put your money. Well, here's, yeah, here's a revolutionary idea. Ask the learner. <laughs> ask the learner. How, how and, did that work? Yeah and, yeah, and really ask them and assess over time through competency assessment, whatever it might be, to see if they um, if it has changed their behaviour. But that's for another time, Liz, because I, is, I think that's a there's a paper in that. I cool. really yeah. want to watch if it's... I really want to watch what happens as we come out of this lockdown. So it's thank you. Genuine, yeah, genuinely fascinating time. <laughs> mm, I'm intrigued. So thanks again. Always good to chat to you and uh, have a good week. Okay. See you next week, Nat. See ya. Bye.